Hello mortals, we are your Valkyries, Miss Darby and Miss Charlie. And we are two sticky sweet space hoes in search of our adoring, aka rich and generous father figure. Just like you, you nasty girl. We will be discussing our experiences and opinions on sex work art and the erotic taboo counterculture we can't stop talking about. We are currently recording and transmitting this episode from our opulent spaceship of fiendish fun. Welcome to the Babes of Valhalla. Content may not be suitable if you are underaged, closed-minded, or immature. We discuss topics that are graphic and sexual in nature. Today we are celebrating something special. Dads. But this episode isn't about fathers, but daddies. Sugar daddies, that is. Those special kinds of relationships made up of expensive gifts and copious amounts of cash money. Both Charlie and I have had sugar daddy relationships and wanted to spend this day of appreciation giving a little love back. But what is a sugar daddy and what do these types of relationships actually look like? So we did a little digging online to find the generic descriptions, terms, definitions of a sugar daddy and a sugar baby. These come straight from Urban Dictionary, so you know they are very official. But the definition for sugar baby. Definition number one, a young female or male who is financially pampered, cared for by a sugar daddy or sugar mama in exchange for companionship, i.e. sexual favors. Used in a sentence, Marianne bought her sugar baby a new iPhone, new laptop, and a nice flat overlooking the water after he- <laughs> I forgot what this one said and this was so funny well I'm gonna I'm gonna reread that part <laughs> it's okay if you laugh it's fine it's so funny and a nice flat overlooking the water after he gave her a decent humping last night <laughs> I love that it's just decent like it wasn't even like stellar it was just like He just decently humped her. Like, I guess. Here's an apartment. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. Why is this not my life? (laughs) Enjoy your laptop. I enjoyed that decent humping. (laughs) Um, All right. The next one is also from Urban Dictionary. A woman who engages in an agreement with a usually older man in exchange for gifts and money. Use in a sentence. Jenny became a sugar baby this week. Life in university is hard. <laughs> Which, you know. True. We, we can see that the tone that people are writing these definitions in. Definition number three. A gold digger pretending to be a broke-ass college girl usually owns Chanel, Gucci, or anything Italian. I do not understand this definition. I also feel like it's somebody who like had a sugar baby and they like feel salty about it and they're just like I bought them so many purses. This and definition they weren't really even in like, college. A gold digger pretending to be a broke ass college girl, maybe named Stacy, who just happened to get a really nice present from me last yeah. week and then left when she said, "No, I told you, Tom, we can't have sex." <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that person, um, yeah, is, is salty. The last one from Urban Dictionary. 
Uh, someone who has a baby face and gets spoiled. They are easily manipulated with sweet talks filled with sarcasm. They are actually subtly being debased by their bully girlfriends. He was in a sentence. Jason is often bullied by his girlfriend. He is such a sugar baby. Which, like, I'm sorry, but I've never heard anybody use sugar baby in this term. I feel like we use other words for this, but not the term sugar baby. No, so I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's like a different, like from a different country. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's not a sugar baby. She's not buying him no. anything. I mean, I've just never heard that definition before, but maybe I'm wrong. Oh, oh, I have one last one from Wikipedia. A sugar baby is a person who receives cash, gifts, or other financial or material benefits in exchange for company. It can include sex or intimacy, but it doesn't have to. The paying partner is typically wealthier and older. A sugar baby's male partner is often referred to as a sugar daddy, but not a trick or a john. Well, see, and I feel like this definition, I mean, Go Wikipedia is actually more uh, legitimate. Yeah, I do Because too. it doesn't have to include sex or intimacy. A lot of people, it seems, according to Urban Dictionary, seem to think that you have to be having sex with uh, your quote-unquote sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. And there's tons of different types of sugaring relationships, which, I mean, we're going to get we're gonna get to uh, later. But, yeah, Wikipedia. Yeah, I thought this one was really on. really good as well. I also like the part where it like identifies like depending on what kind of sex work you're doing, it can be mm. a trick, a John, or a sugar daddy. And I just like that part. Yeah, I like that too. We're also looking at definitions of sugar daddy. So the ones we did before were sugar baby. Uh, the top one on Urban Dictionary was a sugar daddy is a boyfriend who comes with financial benefits. Sugar benefactors can help to cover tuition, bills, and frequently enjoy bestowing gifts upon their partners. Sugar daddies exist on three levels. The Splenda Daddy is on the lowest end. He promises to shower a partner with cash and gifts, but often is limited by his income. Next is the Sugar Daddy, who has a budgeted amount of sugar funds that he allocates to his sugar partner on a weekly or monthly basis. Last is the Honey Daddy, who is the cream of the crop. His income has no bounds, and he can easily support multiple sugar partners. Um, And this is my favorite part. Uh, And using a sentence... Like a genie, he may be a little old, but if a girl rubs his lamp, he'll grant her wishes. She uses her sugar daddy for his money, but he sure gets some services in return. That one's nice. So I like that. I like thinking of it like a genie. That was funny. I've also never heard I've, of like the steps, like Splenda to sugar to honey. I've never. I've never. I've heard of Splenda daddy before. Really? But I've never heard of a honey daddy before. Mm. And I was like, oh, a honey daddy. I want a honey but maybe daddy. Because, yeah, well, who doesn't want a honey daddy? <laughs> I mean, if he's a honey daddy, we could have the same honey daddy. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm into that. <laughs> we we like to share. I feel like that's our dream. Would be like if we could just have the same, like sugar or honey daddy. I guess oh, that would be so. Good. And then he would take us both they, on trips to Europe. Yes, together. and he would love it too because we're fun together and oh, we're so cute. It's like when we used to work but. at the club and we do doubles dances. Those were the best. They were the best. And everybody was like, oh, my gosh, you guys are so awesome. You should have a show. And then, like, fast forward, here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We are the best. (laughs) We are. (laughs) All right. We have one more definition. Okay. This one's really funny. Um, An older man or even younger man that has money and is also able to provide and pay my tuition and way through life. He is also known as a glucose guardian. (laughs) I've never heard that either, but I love that oh, one. It's so funny. 
That's so good. Um, okay. So I guess like what are like when you think about a sugar daddy, mm-hmm. Charlie, like what are your definitions or the way that you like think about it? Well, I definitely think about somebody who wants to like shower you with gifts and there is some sort of exchange whether it is just time or energy spent with them there is an exchange where I guess the biggest difference between a sugar daddy and a boyfriend is that the expectations of the relationship are very different there you can be in a sugar relationship for a very long time but you do not have the same life commitments to that person as you would with a boyfriend like you might be in a sugar relationship where like if they're having a bad day they would call you but you also would be you could also be in a very long-term sugar relationship where they that's not the kind of relationship they're not going to call you if they're having a bad day they're not going to call you if they're having you know a fight with you know their (laughs) ex-wife or their current wife it's it's kept as a separate piece usually and so you're maybe not built into their lifestyle as much as you would in a relationship and that that can look like so so many different things yeah I think that's true and I also think that yeah the parameters are just different and they vary based on I mean, who the two people, because everybody has different boundaries and everybody has different things that they want. Some, some people don't, some guys don't necessarily want to have sex outside of their marriage Mm -hmm. for whatever reason or their relationship, or they can't have sex like because of a physical disability or whatever. And, but they do want attention and affection Mm -hmm. and all that kind of thing that you get, you know, from a friendship or a girlfriend or whatever. And I think it's less complicated too in a lot of ways or it can be when there's like, you know, money involved because mm-hmm. I, not that I wouldn't be upset if the person that I have a that type of relationship with said, you know, you're fired or whatever. But it also wouldn't be personal like someone breaking up with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually take it back when I said they don't incorporate into your life because like you said, some people, your sugar relationship is more of like the listener, like the mm-hmm. the shoulder to to mm-hmm. for them to come and talk to you because maybe they don't have that somewhere else mm-hmm. and that you end up becoming that role where maybe it is sexual and it's also emotional or it's just emotional. But then there's also people in some situations who feel like they engage in a marriage with their sugar daddy, you know, and they're okay committing their life and incorporating their life with their sugar daddy. But for whatever reason, they still consider it more of a sugar relationship. Yeah, like they wouldn't be with that person necessarily to that level if they weren't funding them or giving them or giving them access to money but I think like people from the outside have like an issue with that but I also feel like okay if we think about marriage before like this idea that your partner has to be everything you know Mm -hmm. they have to like you have to be in love with them and you they have to be your best friend and they have to be you know the person who does everything for you 
really marriage was about stability and finding someone who would bring your place up in life for the man and for the woman, right? So it's like you want to marry someone on your same level or, you know, you want to marry this man or this woman because they have X to offer you. And it wasn't necessarily about love because your your marriage was about procreating to mm-hmm. continue the line and being taken care of. And I just don't see how like a contractual marriage or relationship is any different than that. And I think that if you're, I mean, I, I don't, don't see how there's anything wrong. Like I don't, I don't look at it as it being cheapened, mm. you know, it's like, okay, they take care of you and, and because they like whatever it is that you offer them. Okay. Well, that's a lot of heterosexual marriages. There's lots of people who yeah. are maybe, and, and not, not just heterosexual, but I mean like lots of relationships, lots of marriages, whatever sexuality you are, where it's like, I'm with this person because they can do X for me. Mm-hmm. And you don't necessarily have to, you can love someone and not have those same types of feelings. You can choose mm-hmm. what type mm-hmm. of relationship that you mm-hmm. want. So well, I don't know, maybe that's like too much, but. I think also, and this can change, but I think a lot of times in a sugar relationship, their expectations on both sides are laid out at the very beginning. And those expectations can change, but you are going into an agreement where you're both uh, understanding what each person is looking for. So you're saying like, I'm looking for this and I am not looking for these aspects. And so if... Yeah. So I guess... Yeah, like like you can have a relationship and he's like, I just want to hang out with you. We go to lunch. We go do these things. Yeah. And for him, it's easier because he doesn't have to meet your mother. Yeah. Exactly, but except the differences in a relationship, you might get personally offended by the fact that he doesn't want to meet your friends, where when you're going into Mm -hmm. a sugar relationship, you know that there is going to be that disconnect or a possible Mm -hmm. disconnect from your personal life where those things are going to be kept separate and that that's not going to be a problem because what they're giving you in exchange is some sort of, you know, monetary something. (laughs) Yeah, got compensation. Yeah, some sort of monetary compensation. Yeah, Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um, Yeah, one, and then you know, it's like that. You also, I think, money prioritizes things too. So, like, uh, like just from own personal example, like it's like when my sugar daddy or whatever like wants to hang out, it's like, well, then I'm gonna make sure it happens because I know that like I'm going to be making money, and also, I mean, I have a good time. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but. If it's like my boyfriend, I might be like, well, I'm busy this weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just different. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's like sometimes when you pay somebody, like you also are kind of getting like priority or you kind of get more say in like when it happens too. Well, it's also, Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it's, it's like if you were working as a freelancer in yeah. like a freelance job where you might have to be on call sometimes. And you have to understand, like, I'm making really good rates, but sometimes my hours are unpredictable. And if I do get called, I need to take it when I get it because that's how I make my income. So basically what we're saying is that we define sugar daddies or sugar babies as freelance girlfriends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Freelance> <laughs> I like therapists. That. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that should be go on our LinkedIn yeah. Like occasional freelance girlfriends, you know, yeah. you need someone to go on a date with, you want someone to hold your hand in a movie. We are so good at right that. Here. We're so good at that. 
so good at that. I'll even rub your back while you tell me a sad story. Yeah. You can cry. That's how good we are. I'll hold tissues. <laughs> exactly. And if you want me to cry, I can do that too. Yeah, about, <laughs> I don't know, something. You can pick. Yeah, anything. Anything. You pick. I'll do it. <laughs> we can kind of talk about the, at least from our experience, kind of the range that we've seen of sugaring relationships to kind of give mm. the spectrum because as we were talking about before, sugaring is such a giant world. And honestly, each relationship is completely unique because each person goes in with their own needs and expectations. And so a lot yeah. of the times each relationship is catered to what both parties need. But yeah. there are kind of, uh, I guess, general categories that some of these sugaring relationships can fall into. Yeah, what do you, I guess, how would, how would you, Look at um, that. <laughs> like, portion them into categories? Yeah, I'm just yeah, curious how you yeah. would define Yeah, well, those. I would say that there's definitely the category that is, if we're looking at it in really broad terms, I would say there is, uh, like, sexual and non-sexual. Like, companionship, like, non-sexual companion, or, pl- or platonic. Yeah, platonic, I, 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 don't know I guess. Platonic, yeah. But- companionship then like sexual mm-hmm, companionship mm-hmm. there is a lot of subcategories within those because there's the kind where they require like how much time they require from you i think you know there's i guess instead of categories it's more of a scale there's like a huge scale from from platonic to to sexual from from you know occasionally once a year to multiple times a week, you know? And I think between those scales, and there's probably a couple others that you could factor in as well, there's so many variations. Oh, no, I was, was going to say, I've also been surprised how many sugar daddies have also requested monogamy. Mm, mm-hmm. Or or non-monogamy. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, there's, like, the sugar daddies that are, like, I just want to know that it's you and me. And if you have other partners, you need to disclose that. And then, like... But then they'll also be like, but I am married and I do have sex with my wife still. Which I also think is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a whole nother scale is um, their level of influence in your life. Because some sugar daddies. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's a good point. I know point. that like some sugar daddies want to have a lot of say. How you interact when you're not around them. How many other people you see. And if they pay for your apartment, where your apartment is. And who's in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's true that's like that's one thing I do have a friend that has a a well someone that I've worked with who has a sugar daddy who pays for her apartment he and the rules are he pays for apartment he pays for monthly bills but he can stay there whenever Mm -hmm. he wants she's not really allowed to have people over unless they're like girlfriends and yeah he gets to say like what clubs she can work at um he like checks in to see like if she's at other clubs that she's not supposed Mm -hmm. to be at like he's very it's like an all-encompassing like type of relationship Mm -hmm. and she's fine with it but I I was like I don't know I I don't I I can't I have a hard time with the control thing I would want I want the money in hand to do what I want Mm -hmm. with it and other than that I don't want them to to be able, if, if I'm spending time with them, then they can decide, you know, they want me to dress a certain way, have my hair a certain mm-hmm. way. Okay, fine. But when I'm not on the clock, mm-hmm. 
I don't want them to have any say because I just don't want to have to worry about it. Yeah. And I guess because he feels like he is a permanent part of her life because he pays for her home. He feels like he has kind of like a permanent say in how she lives part of her life. Which for me yeah, would be hard. I mean, for me, would I, I would not be able to do it. I'm glad that that works for her and her in her setup. Um, well, maybe if somebody was giving me like, you know, $10,000 <laughs> a month, maybe, yeah. sure. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> but even then, it's still it would be short term because also like, you, yeah, you'd get you know, sick of it soon. Eventually, I'd want to, like, maybe get married and have kids yeah. or, like, date yeah. other people. Yeah. Or have friends over and not have to ask someone permission. Yeah. yeah. That would be that would be really hard. Um, but maybe that's how he justifies having a controlling relationship. Like, he knows it's unhealthy, but he's like, but I'm paying mm-hmm. her. So it's, like, an understanding. Which I also feel like is okay, too. Because, like, if somebody wants to... Like, we have this joke at my club. If guys say something kind of rude, they want a demeaning or whatever, we're always like, oh, well, verbal abuse costs extra. And it's a tongue-in-cheek kind of joke, but it's like, yeah, regular people, like men, when you date them, can be verbally abusive and say things that are fucked up. I care way less and take it way less personally when they are like, I just really want to call you a stupid bitch. And I'm like, that's fine. Money. Like, you can call me whatever the fuck you want, but you're going to go ahead and give me, you know, $200. Because if that's if that's their thing, you know what I mean? I don't know. For me, it helps it be less... Like, I don't internalize it the same way I would if I was like... But there's a separation. Yes. Right? Because it because you're, you're looking at it from a work perspective. A sugar daddy can be anyone from somebody who just gives you gifts from gift cards to, you know, actual cash to buying you clothes, buying you groceries. It might just be somebody who is fond of you and thinks you're great and sees that you could use a little extra help. You can define that as a sugar daddy. Somebody who's like, hey, I can Mm -hmm. see you're struggling to make your way through college. Or I just think you're an amazing person. I'd love to buy you some clothes sometime. All the way up to the guy who wants to, you know, call you up whenever he wants to go on a trip and needs a companion to be his temporary living girlfriend. Anywhere in there can be a sugar daddy. Mm -hmm. To the person who gets married, you know, they can still be your sugar daddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Um, okay, so one thing that we wanted to talk about and a question that I have for you, Charlie, is do you think that sugar daddies are currently trending? Because I feel like I'm hearing about it a lot more on like social media and like pop culture more than I remember hearing about it when I was growing up. And maybe that's just because I'm more aware. I don't know. But my, my younger brother actually recently... He's 21, and he recently asked me if I'd ever had a sugar daddy and if I would ever have a sugar daddy. That's so funny. And he also said, it's so funny. And it's also funny because, so my family does not, I'm not out to them, so they don't know about all that. But they, he also was asking, um, or he also mentioned that, you know, because he's on Tinder, like all the young kids are, 
and said that like he feels like that's what girls want like that's what he sees you know oh girls are like looking for a sugar daddy looking for this looking for that and he's like yeah I just feel like you know all girls want is just like a guy to just buy them everything and take care of them and stuff which I just thought that was interesting because I don't remember being 18 and being like I want a sugar daddy I don't know we always use the word arm candy like be someone's arm candy like for like you know go on a date or whatever and like go to like a fancy event and you like know you're just going there because like they want you to be cute but I never was like okay pay me so I, I don't know so we looked up some stuff yes, we did uh some facts about sugaring and a lot of our facts are going to be coming from the site seeking arrangements which is an app you can use to find sugar daddies or sugar babies it's a dating app but it's specifically geared for that community so there is no expectation for you to be looking for anything other than that so no one's going to be surprised when you're like oh are you gonna be my sugar daddy and they're like how dare you ask that it is very clear cut you sign on you either select sugar daddy sugar baby or sugar mommy put in your gender put exactly what you're looking for write a little bio put some pictures and yeah you can put in i'm looking for this age i'm looking for uh, a monogamous relationship a polyamorous relationship long-term short-term platonic so you can be really specific and then it will find you matches and then you can chat. It's just like a normal dating app. But because this is one of the most popular sugar daddy, sugar baby sites, they have a lot of statistics, which is what we're going to be pulling a lot of our stats from today. There's probably thousands of hundreds of thousands of people that we're going to be missing in these statistics that find sugar daddies in different ways. But Based off of what we found, we just thought it'd be interesting to share. So these numbers that we ended up finding from Seeking Arrangements, we looked them up about a week ago. So they're accurate as to that. Um, and you can find this on their website, seeking.com. So for female sugar babies, they have a recording of 8,772,014. For male sugar babies, 3,278,736. For sugar daddies, they have 2,101,359. And for sugar mamas, they have 370,498. So obviously, uh, we don't know if we read those numbers exactly with the 100,000, tens, whatever. But you get the, you get the idea. Um, there's clearly way more female sugar babies and male sugar babies than there are sugar daddies and sugar mamas. So the competition is uh, is thick out there. And interestingly enough, the website itself, seeking.com, claims that 42% of its members are students. Georgia State University apparently has over 1,300 students registered as sugar babies on the site, um, with more than 300 students signing up just in 2018. And the University of Central Florida came in second place, followed by University of Alabama, Florida State University, and the University of Florida. Florida, apparently. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because there's a lot of rich people in Florida, rich older men in Florida. That's that true. Girls in Florida are like, I think I could find myself a sugar daddy. Or because Florida is not the most expensive state by far. 
No, so but they, they did say that, um, I think we were also reading that they said there was like a lot of the Southern schools were like more, like more sugar daddies and sugar babies. But, um, they were also saying that like tuition in like those schools was also really high. So, and that's like, I'm not reading. I just know that we read that kind of in our research. So that could be part of it. Um, it also turns out that a significant number of those sugar babies actually spend part of their day teaching children, according to the New York Post, and just over 10,000 of the site's members self-identified as educators. Which is very funny because I have worked in children's education and a lot of the other sex workers that I know who work in everything from sugaring to escorting to even adult performers have worked in children's education. So I, I find that very funny. I don't but know what the connection is. I guess it's just taking like, care of people. Well, but maybe it makes sense. I mean, like, if you're an educator, generally you're not making that much money. And you had yes. to go to school for a long time to be an educator. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you're, I mean, I guess like our next thing kind of explains this. You're paying off debt, have your mm-hmm. summers off, you have an irregular like mm-hmm. schedule. I don't know. I mean, it, it kind of, uh, to me, I feel like it makes sense, but... Yeah, and I th- I do I do think that there is a connection between people who have the mindset to work with children and mm. with also the people who have the mindset to work in the industry because there is like this openness to work with a lot of different personalities, deal with a lot of different situations. There has to be a higher level of empathy, patience. And so I did, yeah, patience and um also, at what we used to say when I worked with kids is you're, you have to stay on. Mm. You know, you have your, your in-classroom personality, your in-front-of-children yeah. personality. You have to stay at the same level of energy and you can't go down because if you go down in a classroom, the kids can notice that. And it's the same thing if you're in sex work. You have to be in their performance the whole time. Yeah. And not, not that you can't waver, but you need to be at full energy. Mm-hmm. and full awareness constantly you can't yeah. let your awareness go down so that's very true and and people they're paying you to be you know they darby to be diamond to be whatever it is that your alter ego is yeah. they're not paying you to be jessica the r had a late night and is tired yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that like was up all night studying or up all night you know what doing lesson plans they're they're paying you yeah. to be you know, and yeah, that makes sense. I think that's a really interesting idea. I wonder, we'll have to look up to see if there's any, I mean, I highly doubt there is just because I feel like, uh, psycho, like, I don't know. I feel like there might not be medical journals on that correlation, but I wish there was. And if there I is, wish we're going to find them. We're going to find yes, them. Yes, we will. We will go looking for that because that is fascinating. Because I did notice that when I, I joined like a group of sex workers and so many of them were in children's education. And I was like, that is so interesting. There must be a connection. So talking about tuition and rent and everything, according to Seeking Arrangements, in 2015, 30% of gifts received by women were used to pay for tuition and 23 was to pay for rent. The rest was spent on books, transportation, clothes, and other items, which I think is really interesting because at least for Seeking Arrangements, it shows that a lot of the people that are getting onto this site are students who are just looking to pave their way through college. Not that not that all sugar babies are that, but especially on this site, so many people are getting on just so that they can figure out how to pay for college. 
Which, I mean, that just only speaks to, like, a broken system. Like, if there's that right. many, or, I mean, or a millennial mindset, I don't know. Or whatever, Generation yeah. X, whatever's after us, millennials. But, yeah, like, this idea, like, I definitely know that both you and I have talked extensively about, you know, debt, not wanting to live with debt. Mm-hmm. Like, we both very actively pay off any debt that we have through school, whatever, And it's, like, I feel like a lot of other people in our age range, like, they don't want to be, like, our parents that had huge mortgages or, Mm -hmm. you know, had huge student loans. Like, my mom, I think, just finished paying off her student loans, like, I think, like, a couple years ago. Yeah, and she's been an attorney for fucking forever. I mean, I'm 29, so she's been an attorney for 29, you know, 30, 31 years and yeah. she just and she's makes well over six figures so it's like i mean that's just it's it's crazy to me and i just think yeah we don't want to do that and i think that's part of why higher education is not doing so well as an industry because people mm-hmm. are just less inclined to take out oh just you know before i think you sign the dotted line okay i'll take $200,000 $100,000 worth mm-hmm. of debt that's normal but yeah more and more i am hearing people my age that are like yeah i have no debt i don't want to have debt you know, I'm not going to, I don't know. I just think that's interesting. I feel like maybe it's partially mindset, but then also partially just going to school is expensive. You feel like if to get somewhere in certain fields, you know, you have to go to school. So mm-hmm. I would, yeah, I would definitely rather, um, you know, sugar baby, whether I'm sucking dicks or not to, you know, mm-hmm. five years later, not have any debt and have a sweet house and a Lamborghini. I mean, hey. I mean, doesn't sound also, so bad. You could be sucking dicks I... for free, <laughs> which is what normally you do. people are doing. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, who hasn't sucked a free dick? Yeah, but why would we you do have. that if you could just? We're so guilty. If you're in college, you're probably dating old dudes, anyways, right? I mean, that's what I did. If I could have gotten paid for it, man, life would have been made. Yeah, should have just. Wish I could rewind the clock on that one. Anyway, sorry. Say what you're gonna say. <laughs> when I was in school. My my schedule was insane. Like, I barely had time to sleep. I was true. nonstop working. Um, and not even at my job. At one point, I actually had to quit my job because I just didn't have enough time to be doing all my schoolwork. I went to a very hardcore college, and there was just no time to, to, to go to school, go to work, and also sleep. Wait, and you, you FaceTimed me as you were going to bed under your desk. Yeah. That was and, my life and, yeah, and that, yeah, exactly. Like, you and I are best friends. We, we've been best friends even though we haven't lived in the same state for a while. But I know it was like we wouldn't talk almost the entire school year. And I, it wasn't yeah. – I knew it was because you were just completely slammed. I, at the time, I just didn't have the ability to go to the club because I was working every day, seven days a week. And the idea of working a night shift, I mean, there were just, I would not be able to sleep. And the fact that I could go find somebody who would be willing to spend two days with me a month and be able to pay my rent was like a godsend, you know? That was a way that I could make sure I could take care of myself. And I also got to spend a night going on a really nice date, which was something that I was not doing at the time. I was not pampering myself not taking care of myself at all. 
And I got to just take this tiny little moment. I got to dress up. I got to go out. I got to have a really nice time. And then I could go straight back into like work mode and not have to worry about like somebody calling me in to cover their shift. And I feel like very grateful that I was able to find guys to, to, to provide that. And to find the resources, honestly, I found some really awesome ladies who who turned me on to the world of sugaring. It it does honestly provide an amazing resource situation that so many people are going through. So when you see these peaks, it makes sense. It makes sense that people are thinking like, how am I supposed to live my life, take care of myself, go to work, do all my other responsibilities in life go to school take care of kids and and things just keep getting more and more expensive but you only have the same amount of hours in a day there's only so much you can do to take care of yourself um, financially and emotionally you know (laughs) and so I think that is one of the reasons why we're seeing this peak is because kids that are growing up in this they maybe are seeing other generations who are who are working so hard relentlessly and think there has to be another way yeah well and then there's this huge divide between right the middle class or lower class and yeah. the extremely wealthy or the people who can afford that type of you know luxury as to have like a, a sugar baby relationship mm-hmm. yeah but it's a it's it, it's a luxury service i mean that's exactly what it is it which is. i think is also why sugar babying can sometimes, well, it's difficult. I think it's not as easy as maybe pop culture's making it sound mm-hmm. um, to find, like, right, your different levels of Splenda, sugar, honey daddy. I think those mm-hmm. are different. And also to find someone where the relationship stays consistent and where you both still get along, where it's still fun, it doesn't get stale. Because, yeah, the sugar daddy has infinite options of, of women, men, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, to to kind of find that, I think, yeah, it's, it's difficult, but it's also, you know, kind of a privileged, I think, form of sex work because it's just like stripping, you know, it's highly competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, people with certain attributes are probably more, you know, apt to have, have find success, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody has those attributes, um, you know, not everybody fits like whatever that demographic is that is the most popular. Mm-hmm. I think that's where like sugar, sugar babying um, is like privileged form of sex work and how it differs between that and like it's that's what makes it not the same from full service sex work or what people think of when they think of like, you know, quote unquote prostitution is like, you know, uh, women and men that are working in Mm -hmm. the streets or women and men that are working off of like, you know, what we, what people used to be able to work off of like Craigslist, Backpage, Mm -hmm. stuff like that, where it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, $50 for this, $100 for this, $200 for this, whatever. And it's like these kind of one, one and one and one, and it's that. Mm -hmm. This is like a very privileged form of sex work that is Mm -hmm. on like an upper scale. And also I think is based off of, it's a relationship versus a one-off. It, I think, I mean, being a sugar baby can be very physically tiring, but I think when you're thinking of a full-service sex worker or an escort, the level of um, physical engagement is very different. 
or like a stripper like it's that can be so hard on your body you know or somebody who's in the porn industry that can be so hard on your body and it's not that sugar babies aren't engaging a lot sexually or aren't engaging physically but it is it is more of an emotional labor which 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 can be hard but it's definitely very different than being somebody who is working constantly with your body yes yes no i i 100 understand that yeah i definitely feel like that yeah like it's like that yeah that's a good way to explain it too because i definitely feel like when i think of like people that i've considered sugar daddies it's like the people that they walk in the door whether it's at the club or you know we go to lunch or get dinner and it's like it's easier in the sense that, mm-hmm. you know, like, yes, it's a lot of listening, a lot of talking, a lot of engaging that way. Maybe it's holding hands, maybe it's whatever, but it's also like, there's $500 in my purse. Right. And right. like, versus like at the club, it's like, you're working so hard, you know, to $20 get dance, $20 dance, yeah. $100 VIP, $250 VIP, getting a tip, this and this and this. Whereas like, then, you know, oh, your guy comes in, your sugar daddy comes in. You sit at the bar with him all night. You guys maybe do a couple dances and there's a thousand dollars. Yeah. That's it's, like. It's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. Once you've made that agreement. There's that guarantee of the payoff. At least more yeah. so. Right. There's. there's Because yeah. m- when I had my sugar daddy, he would pay me for the month in advance, which was so nice because it made me feel so secure because if anything happened or he was being weird and I mean you know how it can be in the club sometimes guys will sit and haggle you for prices or they'll try to get up and leave do not trust guys in the club there's probably plenty yeah. of great guys but there are guys who are going to try and get a deal or get away if they can where in a sugar daddy sugar baby relationship it is more of a long-term relationship where you are trying to build a connection with them over time you're trying to mm-hmm. build that trust between you two and so there is there's a consistency in engagement and and in payoff you know and if you have your sugar daddy it's more of like that you know you're going to be taken care of every time you see them Darby and I had so much to say about sugar babies that we actually broke this up into two episodes. This is the end of part one. We didn't want to wait a whole week to drop part two, so it will be coming out tomorrow. Check it out to hear more thoughts on sugar babies, as well as some thank you letters written by yours truly, as well as some submitted by our listeners. Thank you so much for everyone who submitted a letter. You can follow us on Instagram at Babes of Valhalla, where you can look up themes for upcoming episodes. Send in questions, concerns, suggestions for upcoming episodes, and any of those secret love letters to babesofvalhalla at gmail.com. Until tomorrow, stay nasty. Babes of Valhalla is written and produced by the Babes of Valhalla otherwise known as your illustrious lieges, Darby and Charlie. Music provided by the musical genius, Gemini Genesis.